So we're up to Daf Tzadi here, just to finish up, to get to the two dots, just to finish up the sugya. So the Gemara said, we're up to Fechol Hecha, it's three lines into the page. So we said like this, we know that the Torah says to return a stolen object, but we said yesterday that there was a Takana in the times of Rebbe, that if someone stole money or did business with Ribis, you don't have to return it, because... If they would try to return it, it wouldn't be plausible and it, and it would prevent people from overall living as an Orthodox Jew. And therefore they said, okay, fine. But says the Gemara, Rabbi Nachman said, that's only true if the item you stole was money or you stole an item and then sold it. So it's, it's basically money. But if the item is still, extent, is, is still in existence, you have to return it. You steal a cell phone, there's no takana to protect you. If you steal money, or if you stole the cell phone, sold it for money, and now it's, it's in your bank, it's in the ether, so now, again, that, it would be hard for you to get the money back, or to, you'd have to start selling items, fine. But if the item is still in ex- existence, you have to return it. That Rebbe's takana never uh, touched an item that's be'en, as they say, so it's still here. So the Gemara says, I have a kasha on that. You're telling me that if the item is still existing and you still have it, you have to return it. And that there's no takana. There's a very famous case of a beam, a cross beam, where the item is still in existence. If you take a cross beam and build a house and you put it in the, let's say, the foundation of the home, and now it's part of the roof, right? It's part of the second floor, right? So now there's a beam. The halacha is sheyitol damav. Sadi Hamid Aleph, three lines in. Sheyitol damav. The halacha is that you don't return the item; you don't just return the value of the item. In order to incentivize tshuva. So here's the question: You just got finished saying that when the item is still in existence, you have to return the item. There's no compensation. There's no nothing. Over here, the cross beam is right there. I'm looking at it. You don't have to return the item. You just give the money, uh, uh, the money instead. So which one is it? So the Gemara says very simply, Shani Hasam Dekivan Dekap Debira Kidalasa. The answer is very simple. When the, when the item is still in existence and it's easy to return, like a cell phone, you have to return the item. A crossbeam, yes, it's still there. I see it. But to take it, I would have to undo two floors of my house. That itself is so is so uh, is such a tircha that it's going to prevent people. Chazal made it as if it's not there. Okay, now the Gemara now is going to address the following. This today's daf is going to be dealing with the following Shiloh, which we had in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah's premise was that if a person steals something and then a shinoi happens, shinoi is kaina, meaning a biblically it's yours now. You don't return the item as is now. You return the value at the time of the theft. So I'll give an example. You steal $10 worth of wood, and then you turn it into a, an Aron Kodesh worth $1,000. You don't have to return $1,000. You just give $10, because you were coin it with Shinoi. So we're going to see right now that is not universally accepted. There are Tanoim that disagree with that. So let's see. The Gemara says, Tan Rabbanon, Hagoizel Rachel Ugzaza. You steal a sheep, and you shear the sheep. So we said in the Mishnah, if you steal a sheep and then shear it, you do not have to return the sheep and the shearings because you acquired it by shearing it. You just return the value at the time. So let's say a sheep is worth $100. The wool after it's sheared is 50 bucks. But you stole a sheep with wool on it, which was 130 okay? Because it's, it's worth more money when it's already sheared. So you stole a $130 sheep, but you sheared it. So now you have the sheep, which is 100 and the shearings are now worth 50 bucks. 
So you stole 130, but now it's worth 150. So we said in the Mishnah, you keep the 150 and you pay 130. You pay for the value because you acquired it at the time of the, you acquired it with the shearing, you were cutting it. So you give the value at the time of the Geneva. Rav Meir disagrees. Says the says the Braisa, Mishalem Oisa, Veskizaizeha, Veswadeiseha, Divramer. Ramer says you return everything. You return the sheep, you return the shearings. If you stole a cow and then it gave birth, you return the cow, you return the calf, give everything back. So now what the Gemara is going to understand is Gemara is going to try to figure out what is Ramer Shita about. There's two, let me say it outside, then we'll see it inside. There's two ways to understand Ramer. I steal a, 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 a pregnant cow. With $130, it gives birth. Now, the two items, the cow is 100 and the calf is worth 50 bucks because it's more valuable now that you know that it's a viable you know, baby. So it's 150 Romero says, return everything. There's two ways to understand this. Either he does not believe in the concept of shinoi at all, meaning he doesn't believe that shinoi is kaina at all. So you stole the item, you got to return the item. I, I acquired it through a change. He doesn't believe in change. That's one possibility. Or, it gave birth, it was pregnant, and now it's a baby. That's a big change. Or the sheep was uh, full of wool, and now it's sheared. That's a change. Rameir could be doesn't believe in change. Doesn't care. Or, he believes that change is significant, but it's a penalty. Meaning, Yutaka acquired it by shearing it. So why do I have to give back all the wool? Why can't I just give the value at the time of the Geneva? I acquired it. The answer is, knas, penalty. What's the difference between these two views? Whether he doesn't believe in change or he believes in change, but we override it with a penalty. I'll give you an example. What if instead of going up in value, it goes down in value? So you steal a sheep with $130 and then you do a change to it that plummets the value to 50 bucks. If Rav Meir doesn't believe in change and you just return the item, you return the item as is. Ah, you stole 130, now it's worth 50. No change, it doesn't matter. There's no change. It's what I stole. I return to you. I, it looks different. Don't care. But if you believe that he does believe in change, but he overrides it to penalize you, if he believes in change, then you have to return $130 to him, not 50 bucks. So that, that's, that's what we're going to try to figure out. What does Rameir hold? Does he not believe in change? Or he believes in change, but he overrides it with a penalty. Fine. That's Rameir Shita. But then you have Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda says like our Mishnah, which is again, you steal a sheep that's worth 130 uh, You steal a pregnant cow, $130. It gives birth. The cow is worth 100 The calf is worth 50 So Rameir says return everything. Rav Yudah says, no. Rav Yudah says, Rav Yudah says, you return the value of the time of the theft, meaning you give the $100 cow back and you give 30 bucks because that's what it was at the time of the theft. You get to keep the $20 that you earned, which is Rav Yehuda is mamish like our Mishnah because Shina is kaina. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm saying whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if, if it went down in value, then you'd have to replace it. You have to replace, you have to replace it at the time of the theft. I don't care what it is now. Time of theft. That's Rav Yehuda. Then you have Rav Shimon. Now Rav Shimon is interesting. Rav Shimon says, Rav Shimon says, we look at it as if the value of the time of the robbery. Rav Shimon is saying the exact same thing as Rav Yehuda. It's the exact same thing. We look at it, the value of the time of the robbery. They're both saying the same thing. So the Gemara on Ahmed Beis is going to try to figure out what exactly is the difference between Rav Meir, Rav Yehuda, and Rav Shimon. Okay. But we said like this. Again, Rav Meir Shita is, you steal a pregnant cow and then it gives birth, you have to return everything to the owner. Even though it's so different now, 
everything to the owner. So the question is, my time is Rav Meir. What's Rav Meir's shita based on? Is a mishum Oimid? Option number one is he does not believe change matters in halacha. So I, it looks different. Doesn't matter to what you stole. I stole a pregnant cow and now it's give birth. Don't matter. I don't look at change. Return the way it is now. Oidilma, or perhaps no. Baal Mashina Really, your mayor holds that change is significant and it is yours. So wait, if it's mine, why am I returning it? The answer is Kanasahutakakanis. It's a penalty. Meaning change is significant, so it really is yours. So you don't have to return the item on a biblical level, but the rabbis penalized you. You shouldn't make money off of a, off of a theft. What's the difference between these two views? What if it went down in value? If you believe that Rav Meir does not believe in change, so you stole a cow worth $130, and then a significant change happened, that now its value is 10 bucks. If Rameir does not believe in change, you return the $10 cow, I don't believe in change. It's what I stole. It looks different. Don't matter. But if you believe that he does believe change is significant, but he penalizes you so you don't make money, over here where the money plummeted, you'll have to return the $130 cow as is. So you have to give $130. You can't just return the $10 cow because change is significant, and you acquired that item, in which case you were required to return $130 at the time of the theft. So that's basically the question. Does Rameir believe in change or not? So, Tashima, okay, let's analyze this. Let's, let's analyze this Mishnah. Gozal behema v'hizkina. You steal an animal, and then it gets older. It changes for the worse. So you steal it's worth $100, and then it deteriorates and gets older and schwacher, and it can't walk anymore, and now it's worth 20 bucks. Or, avodim v'hizkina, you steal slaves, and they age, and they depreciate, and they change for the worse. So, mishalem kishas hagzela, you have to pay like the value of the time of the theft, meaning this is the Tanakama talking. The Tanakama believes in change, and therefore he believes that change is significant. So if you stole a cow worth $100, and then it got older, you got to pay back mishas hagzela. You can't just return the item because the item is yours. It's not the same item that you stole. So this Tanakama believes change is significant. Again, we're trying to figure out what Rameir holds. Does Rameir believe change is significant? Or Rameir believes change is not significant, change is significant and there's a knas, or change is not significant. That's what we're trying to figure out what Rameir holds. So look what Rameir says. Rameir says, Rameir says, by slaves, you could return as is, even though it, it changed in value. You know why? Because slaves is treated like karka. The same way, karka, you can't change karka. There's no such thing as change by karka. Rameir is saying, there's no such thing as change by slaves. But, by cows, there is change. The implication is, he doesn't believe that shino is kaina by avodim, because that has a din of karka. But, by behemas, he agrees that change is significant. So the Gemara says, Behema, you'll have to say, there is there, it's Dafka in Eved, he does not believe in change, but by Abahema, he believes in change. So you see that Rameir believes that Shinoi is Kaina. So back to the original case of, of the Brysa from before, he believes that change is significant, but over here there's a penalty so you don't make money off it. So the Gemara says, Clearly Rameir holds that Shinoi is Kaina, that's clearly Rameir Shita. 
Because that's why he's only arguing by an Evid. He says, by an Evid, you, you could return as is. I don't look at change being significant, because an Evid has a den of karka. But by a behemah, I agree with you, Shinoi is kind of. So clearly, Rameir holds Shinoi is kind of. So the Gemara says, no. Amri, Rameir, Lidivrem, Darabon, Karmali. You're trying to bring a riot what Rameir holds. Maybe Rameir is just arguing their opinion. Meaning, the Rabbanon hold that by Karka and by Behemoth, Shina is Kaina. By Avadim and Behemoth, Shina is Kaina. Rameir says, I don't agree with you by Avadim. But by a Behemoth, he does agree with Shina is Kaina. Oh, you see, Rameir holds Shina is Kaina. Maybe not. Maybe Rameir is saying, I don't agree with this at all. I don't agree that Shina is Kaina at all. But you, who says that Shina is Kaina, I don't think you should say that by Avodim, because Avodim have a status of Karka. Meaning, Kudur Meir is arguing their view. Meaning, Meaning Rameir says, to me, Shina and Kaina. There's no such thing as Shina. I don't, I don't believe Shina is Kaina. You could always return the item as is, regardless of the change. I, I don't believe, I, I disagree with the whole premise. But, Rameir is saying, to you that Shina is Kaina, that to you, that after a change happens, it's yours, and you can't return the item anymore. You should at least agree to me that there is no such thing. Meaning, Rameir says, I personally don't believe Shina is ever a thing. You disagree with me, but you should agree with me by Avodim. Why? Because Avodim have the status of Karka, and there's no such thing as Shina by Karka. To that, the Rabbanon respond, To that, the Rabbanon respond, No, Avodim have the status of Metaltali. Uh, so Rameir and the Rabbanon are arguing whether Avodim have the status of Karka or the status of movables. But it could be Rameir Taka disagrees with the entire premise. We don't know what Rameir says about Shina yet. That's what we're trying to figure out. So Gemara says, okay, I have a proof. A pretty stark proof. Again, we're trying to figure out, does Rameir believe that Shina is Kaina by Gneva? So you steal an item, and then a Shina happens. It goes up, it goes down. Whatever it is, does, can you return the item as is? Or do you have to say, no, it's yours, and you pay for the Shasa Gneva. So, the Gemara says, Tashima, I have a pretty stark proof, and this is the end of this uh, proof. Now, this is going to be a whole sugya in uh, a week from now. And that is, if you give an item, let's say I bring a, a wool to, they used to bring, a, like, the same way you bring a suit to be tailored, they, you bring the materials, and then the person plays with it. They would do the same thing with wool. They would bring wool to a dyer, to someone who would dye. So you bring wool to, uh, to someone, and you tell him you want it to be dyed red. He accidentally messes up and dyes it black. Rameyer looks at that as not an accident, but an act of theft. It's accidental theft. It's not like, you're not a goslin. I'm not going to say you're, you're this worst thief in the world, but it's treated as theft. Therefore, or shachar v'tzvo adam, or vice versa, you told him to do black and he did it red. Rameir oimer, Rameir says, he gives the value of the wool back. So I'll give you an example, okay? I go over to Gavin, he's the one who's in charge of the dye. I bring raw materials, $50 worth of wool, and I say, hey, can you please uh, dye this red? Instead of doing this, you dye it black. Now, because you dyed it black, I'm not happy about it because I wanted it red. But the value of the wool went from $50 to now $200 because it's obviously more valuable as dyed than by unprocessed. So the question is, you stole from me. What do you give back to me? So who's this? This is uh, Rameir says, you just give me back the value of the wool. Meaning, you keep the, the black, you keep that. You give me back $50. Why? 
you should return to me the item. You stole the item from me. You stole the wool from me. You should return the wool as is, and I make money. And it says, no, because you were koine with shinoi. By you turning it black, you stole and acquired it with a shinoi at the exact same time. So you don't give me the more valuable wool, the, pro- the wool that's dyed black. You just give me 50 bucks. So you see that Rav Meir believes that shinoi is kind of. Can we just say the dyed black is useless now to me? That it's, no, it's still, it's, I'd rather, listen, I'm not thrilled about it because I wanted red, but it still has a market value that's higher. Right? You give raw wool that's worth 50 bucks, and now you dye it black, it's worth $200 on the market. So I should say, give it back to me. The answer is, the mayor says, no, 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 you're a thief, but you acquired it with Shinoi. So you don't have to return the black wool, you return the $50 raw material. You get $50, you see that the mayor holds Shinoi is kinda. And Adafka, in that original case, he penalized you because you, because you were a goslin, you shouldn't make money. Over here, there's no reason to penalize you. you this was an honest mistake. There's, there's, no, there's no reason to penalize you. So over here, you see that Rav Meir believes she is koina. And I'll prove it to you. The Gemara You don't return the blackened wool. I, I would actually think I should get the blackened wool. You stole the wool from me. I want the black back. Now you're going to say, what, what do you care? You wanted red. I understand. I'm not going to wear it but I could sell it, and it's worth more money. The answer is no. You, you just give back the wool. Why? Because you stole it, and you were koine with Shinoi. And if you believe that Rav Meir does not, if you believe that Rav Meir does not believe in Shinoi, meaning that Shinoi is not koine, then you should have to return the wool as is, with the blackened wool. By the way, there is a shita, as we're going to see later on. There's a shita that holds you have to return the blackened wool, and I have to compensate you for the value of, for maybe your time, and for the, the dye, the cost of the dye. That, yeah, I'm not saying you should lose money off it. But I'm just saying that Rav Meir, if you believe that Shinoi is not a thing, I should get the wool back. Rav Meir says, no, Shinoi is kaina, and therefore you return the wool as is. The kaina. You see, the mayor holds that Shina is kaina. I, in that original case, what was the original case that we started this entire discussion? You steal a cow that's pregnant with 130, and then it gives birth. Rameir believes Shina is kaina. So why do you return the calf and the and the cow? Because Rameir is penalizing you. Okay, beautiful. Amri, Some have a different version of this discussion. Again. This first part, what we just had, was trying to figure out what does Rameir hold. Does Rameir hold Shinoi is not Kaina, or Shinoi is Kaina and we penalize you? And we prove that he believes Shinoi is Kaina and we penalize you. Ikidamri, some have a different version of the discussion. And this is the discussion. This will get us to the two dots on the next Amit. It's not the easiest uh, back and forth, but we'll do our best. Gemara says, Ikidamri, some say like this. No. That's not a question. The question before of whether a mayor holds Shina Kaina, I actually don't think that's a question. I think it's Pashid. Mid'apich Rav because Rav had a different version of what we said before, and this was his version. Gosel Behema Vizkina, Avadim Vizkina, Mishalim Kshasak Zela Div Rav Meir. Rameir, according to this version, holds that if you steal a cow and it depreciates in value, or if you steal a slave and it depreciates in value, what's the halacha? The halacha is. You, do, you keep the item that's appreciated and you return the value at the time of the theft, meaning you were koina with shina. So according to this version, Rameir definitely holds shina as koina. There's no question. The Gemara says, So what's the question? See, before we weren't sure. 
Now, this version is now. I know he holds Shina Kaina. That's not my question. So, what's my question? Here's the question. The question is like this Rav Meir holds Shina is Kaina. Okay? So, I steal a $100 item. I make a Shina, it's worth $200. Rav Meir holds Shina is Kaina. It's mine. But we penalize you. You don't make money off of theft. Give it back. Fine. Here's the question. What would a mayor say? Do we penalize you if the guy stole accidentally? Let's say you stole accidentally. Now that can happen in a couple ways. I mean, the conclusion of the Gemara is that case that we just had, where the dying of the wool is an accidental theft. Okay, that's going to be the conclusion. But put, pretend you don't know that Gemara yet. I'll give you a case of accidental theft. Gavin steals land from Menasha and sells it to me. Now, I, I, I think I'm buying land that's perfectly, that perfectly uh, you know, on the books. But it turns out I'm actually, I'm actually participating in a, th- in, a, in a theft. The question is, would Chazal penalize me if I made a change that made it go up in value on a stolen item when I didn't know that it was stolen? That's the question. If you steal an item and make a sheet and make it all go up in value, of course you have to give it back. Why sheen is kind of penalty? Here's the question. What if it's a, sh- it's shoigig? A shoigig dika geneva. I stole accidentally, not knowing. And like I said, one of the cases is if I buy stolen land. So I buy stolen land from Gavin, right? And it's worth $1,000. And I make, I make shinuyim, I put up fences, I plant, I make a lot of changes to the land. And now instead of $1,000, it's worth $5,000. I made it go up in value. The question is, will Chazal penalize me that I lose everything, that I have to return it, even when it was accidental? So do they penalize you in all scenarios? You have to return the theft even when there's a change? Or do you say, no, in this case, why should you penalize the guy? He had no idea it was stolen. Let him keep the land and give $1,000. That's the question. If it goes up in value, does he have to return the land with the, with the improvements? Or does he, does he keep the land and give the guy $1,000? That's the question. So the Gemara says, Toshima. Let's prove it from the following b'risa. Now this b'risa is a sugya in Ksubis. The price is like this. We know that generally there's a concept called the lien, which is that you don't just collect money from the guy. You could collect money from, uh, from uh, encumbered property. So let's say, okay, I'll give an example. Um, I, I, borrow, uh, uh, I borrow money from, uh, from Gavin. I borrow $1,000. I owe him $1,000. Let's say by the time the time to collect comes around, I don't have any money. But in the process, I had sold land to Mr. Lorch. The halacha is, he can go to Mr. Lorch and take the land back. Because uh, there's a lien on the property. And his lien predates my sale. Okay, that's the concept. The Bryce now is going to list five scenarios where there is no lien. Where you could collect, but you cannot collect from encumbered property. You can only collect from cash. If there's cash, good. If not, you're not getting your money back. What are the five cases? Okay, number one, and this is the only one that's important for our sugya, Paris v'shevach Paris. Paris v'shevach Paris means like this. I steal land. Okay, let's go to the case. Gavin steals land from Menasha, sells it to me. I, so I, I bought stolen land, and I improve the land. Menasha realizes who stole it, goes to Gavin. Gavin says, well, I actually sold it to Avi. So Menasha comes, takes the land from me, takes the improvement, takes everything from me. I then go back to Gavin. Again, I, I bought land for $1,000, 
Gavin steals land from Menashe, sells it to me for $1,000. I buy land for $1,000. I put $500 of improvements in. Peros v'shevach Peros. Those are the improvements. Menashe comes, takes the land back, because it was stolen. Takes everything back. He takes everything. Takes the land, takes the improvements, takes everything. So I then go to Gavin and say, listen, um, I paid $1,000 for stolen lands. I want that back. That he has to pay me back. And if he doesn't have cash and he has property that he sold, I could go and undo it. But the $500 improvement that you owe me, that I put into the land, that I'm not able to collect from encumbered property. That cash good, if not, not. So I could only get $500 from you. The improvements, I could only get cash. That's the point. We'll analyze that case in a second. Let's just run through the other four. They're not as relevant for now. We, again, we're trying to figure out what Rav Meir would say would they penalize you in a case where you stole it accidentally. That's what we're trying to figure out. Let's keep going. The second case, if you accept to support your stepdaughter or your stepson, the halacha is to pay off the debts of the stepson and the stepdaughter, uh, we do not go into encumbered property. Now, very simple. What it means is, if let's say, um, uh, you know, I sold land to Gavin, uh, so it's possible that the money that I owe people, I have, I have bookies and I have gambling problems, they might come and take the land from you. That's normal, but, that's, but you know that going in, that's part of the risk of buying land, is that it might be taken away from you. We will not let my stepson who I agree to support, take land from you. We won't do it because most people don't know about that. It's not considered a, a debt that people know about and therefore we want to protect the buyer. Okay, it's not really for now. Let's keep going. Get chayiv she'en bayachrayis. The third case is if I made a, um, a debt, I made a, a loan and I specifically, and I did not write in the loan that there's a lien on the property. So the guy can only collect if there's a lien on the property. So if I sell land to Gavin and then, you know, and then, uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I lend money to, I borrow money from Menasha, and then I sell land to Gavin, and in the deal me and Menasha have, it never says there's a lien on my property, so there's no lien on my property. Now, by the way, the one who authors that opinion, that says that there's no such thing as like a, an assumed lien. If there's a lien, good. If not, not. That was Rameer. So that's the proof that this mission is Rameer. Because Rameer is the only one who believes, there are Tanoim that believe that there's an assumed lien, which means that even if it's not written into the document, we assume that it's there. Rameer doesn't believe in that. So this is authored by Rameer. Let's keep going. And the last one is, Ksuba Sisha Shein Ba'achrayis. Ksuba. We will not collect the Ksuba debt from encumbered property. Now, who is the author of this, of this uh, Brisa? That had these five cases. Man sofer. Who who is the author of the brisa that says that missing the word lien from the document is not? There's no such thing as like an assumed lien. If it's written good, if it's not not, that's for mayor. Because there are the tanoim that hold that even if there's no lien written in the document, you could assume it. Rameir doesn't believe in that. So therefore, the fourth one in the list is that we do not collect from encumbered property for a debt if there is no lien. If it doesn't say lien. If it doesn't written in the document that there's a lien, there's no such lien. So who is the author of this brisa? Rav Meir. Uktani, let me say it outside, we'll see it inside. What's the first case of the brisa? The first case of the brisa is, Gavin steals land from Menashe and sells it to me. So I am a thief, albeit without my knowledge. I'm a shoigig thief, right? Because I don't know that it's stolen. And I put $500 of improvements... Menashe comes, takes my land, takes the improvements. The halacha is that Gavin, from, for the land, encumbered property. For the improvements, only from cash that you have. 
Why am I giving up the improvements? Well, well, I don't understand. I'm a thief. I took the land. I'm a thief. I made improvements into it. Shouldn't I, if you believe Shinoi is kinda, shouldn't I keep the land and just pay you cash? Oh. It's karka. It's a good cash. We'll get to that. Maybe we're showing him. Okay, we'll get to that. The point is, so the Gemara said, put that aside. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. So why are you taking away my improvements also? The answer is, there's no, why, why is there no, why don't you say, the answer Shin is kind of, but there's a penalty. But I'm a thief that by accident. You see that we penalize you even B'Shoigeh. That's the Gemara's proof. We'll see it inside. The Gemara says, the Gemara says, it's our mayor, Uktani. What's the first case? Peris v'shevach Peris. Shevach Peris hechidami. What's the case of the first case of the Brisa? Kigoyin shegazel sad mechaveroi. Right? Gavin steals land from Menashe. Machal Achar sells it to me. Heshbicha, I put improvements. Harihi yoitz metachas yodai. And therefore, and then when Menashe comes and, and takes everything back, he takes everything. Kushagoyi, go to the next page. Goyivis akeren. So when I want the value for the land back, that I could take from encumbered property. And the shevach, the improvements, I only get from uh, from cash. Now, you see from this case, though, that I, the one who made the improvements, I lose everything. I lose the land, I lose the improvements. My love, well, what are we referring to? Are we not referring to an Ama Aretz? Are we not referring to me being the Ama Aretz? I don't know whether Karka is stolen or not. So I'm not aware. It's a Shoigeg. So you see over here that we penalize you even B'Shoigeg. So the Gemara says... Um, now, okay, yeah, uh, one second. I guess the point is that the improvements are not considered like karka. The improvements are considered like movables. The point of the Gemara is we're trying to figure out whether we penalize you and we take away the shevach even when it's shoigig. Over here it's shoigig because you don't know that it was stolen and we take away everything. So the Gemara says no. No, the case is where I, I know what I'm doing. I'm a tamachacham. Meaning, I know, I know that it's stolen. It's not shaggy. I know what I'm doing. I buy it knowing that it's stolen. Don't care. Yeah. So the case is, so it's not a case of shaggy. It's It could be a case of mazin. Okay. But this is an ikadamri because we know the conclusion. Every ikadamri, you know the conclusion. The conclusion is what? Rav Meir believes that Shina is kaina. The question is, do we penalize you that says that even though Shinas Kaina, you have to return the item even though it went up in value, does he penalize you even when it's shoigig? So the Gemara says, I'll prove it to you. The proof is from the person with the case of the dying. Again, I give wool to Gavin because that's what he does for Parnassa for $50, and I tell him to dye it black and he dyes it red. By him doing this, he's a thief. Accidentally, he's an accidental thief. And you know what the halacha is? We do not penalize you. He does not have to give me the wool and the improvements. He just gives me back the value of the wool. Why? Because he was Konet. I, uh, why don't we penalize you? Because it's Shogik. So you see from this sugya, again, you'll, you'll listen to the shir again. It's a, it's a case of, that's a case of, 
of Shinoi is Kaina, Shoigeg, and we do not penalize you. The Gemara says, Tashimal, it's Vaylay Adam, it's Avushachar, Shachar, it's Avay Adam, Rameer, Oimer, Noisland, Maitzmare, Rameer says that we had before that you don't return the value of the current. You don't have to give him the $200 wool right now. Again, it was a $50 wool, but your, uh, your dying improved the $200. You were a kind of it for sure, according to a mayor. We do not make you pay back $200, but rather, you just get $50. Why? I, we should penalize you. Right? Sheen is kind of, but we normally make you penalize you by saying you have to return everything. So why don't we penalize you in this case? It must be the reason why we don't penalize you is because you stole accidentally. Okay. We've done the rest of the daf in about five minutes. It's, it's, it's not going to take too long. Let's run through it. Um, the Gemara is like this. So we had in the Brisa, in the beginning of the Amid, the Brisa was like this. You steal a pregnant cow with $130. The cow gives birth. Now you have a cow that's 100 and a calf with 50 So you made 20 bucks on this. Rameir says, give everything back because we penalize you. She is kind of, we penalize you. Rav Yehuda says, no, you don't have to give everything back. Give him back $130. That's what you stole. Rav Shimon says, give $130. What you stole. So Rav Shimon and Rav Yehuda are saying the exact same thing. So the Gemara says, Rav Yehuda Oimer Gzelachazayas Beinaha. Rav Shimon Oimer Royinoy Sekilu Shumeretz Lebekasef. My Beinayu. What is the difference between Rav Shimon and Rav Yehuda? They're both saying the exact same thing. So the Gemara says, Amr Zvid, B'Shevach Shal Gabe Gzela Kemifligi. You know what the Machlekes is? Machlekes is like this: You steal a cow that's a hundred and thirty dollars. Okay, a, a pregnant cow. And then it gives birth. So now they're separate. There's a calf and a cow. Rav Shimon and Rav Yehuda both agree that you acquired it and you just have to reimburse the value at the time of the theft. Here's the question. What if you stole a cow? What if you steal a cow that's not pregnant and then it becomes pregnant, but it didn't give birth yet? See, if it gave birth, you definitely keep the calf. It didn't give birth yet. Do you need to return... Who gets the added value of the pregnancy? So you stole an unpregnant cow worth $100. While it was under your captivity, it became pregnant. It's not, it's not birth yet. But now it went from 100 to 130. What do you return? That's the Machleik of Shem Rabbi Yehuda. Do you return what you stole, which was an unpregnant cow, so $100? Or do you say, no, in this case, because the cow is still pregnant, it's still mechubar, you have to return everything. That's the machlekes. If the cow gave birth, shina is kaina, then for sure you don't have to return it. You can keep you can you you keep the cow and the baby, and you give back one hundred and thirty dollars. Over here, though, the preg- the cow is still pregnant. That's the question. So the Gemara says, huh? It's not full shina yet. It's still in the process. It's still like in middle. There is a change, but I guess the question is. Do they do they do they look at it as it's still the it's still the same cow? The change is sort of not completed yet. The 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 change is completed when it gives birth. That's the question. So right now, it's, or by the way, a, a, a sheep you you stole a sheep that had no wool and then it grew the wool. Now if you sheared the wool, you were kind it. You didn't shear it yet. That's the question. It's a similar type shot. The Gemara says Amrev Zvid b'shevach shal gabig Over here, we're talking about a case. Where the shavach shall gabig zela, where there was a change, but it hasn't been completed yet. Rabbi Yehuda suffered the nixel Rabbi Yehuda holds in such a case 
it belongs to the victim. Meaning, so if I steal a $100 cow, not pregnant, and then it becomes pregnant while in captivity, Rabbi Yehuda would say, you have to give back $130. It belongs to the original owner. Rav Shimon says, no, the Goslin have it. Rav Shimon says, no, the Goslin acquired the extra $30. Again, you stole a $100 cow, but then it became pregnant, and right now it's worth $130, but it's not completed the Shina yet. So Rav Yehuda says, you got to give, uh, give back $130, and the original owner made $30 off it. Rav Shimon says, no, the Goslin made $30. Is Correct. It's, it's like Shevach, but not Shinoi. That's the, that's the case. So Gemara says, let's, that's the first view of the Machlekes. Rav Papa, Omar, Rav Papa says, He says, no, I, I don't agree. I think that if you steal a cow that's worth 100 and then it becomes pregnant, everyone agrees it goes to the thief. Rav Yudha Savar Shevach Shagabi Gzela Kule de Gazlin have it. Rav Shimon Savar Lemechsel Shishlo Vio Hudeshako Gazlin. He says, No, 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 no. If you steal a cow that's worth $100, not pregnant, and now it's pregnant, it's up to $130, but it didn't give birth yet. So the first view, which was, uh, uh, who is this? Rav Zvid. Rav Zvid says they argue who gets the extra 30 bucks. Does the, does the original owner get the uh, extra 30 or the goslin? Rav Papa says, I disagree. I think everybody agrees the goslin gets the extra money. The question is how much of the extra money. Rav Yehuda says, Rav Yehuda says, if you steal a, a non-pregnant cow with 100 and now it's pregnant, it's 130, the thief gets 130, he gets the extra 30 bucks. You pay 100, you get the extra 30. Rav Shimon disagrees. He says, you don't get all the extra, extra money. You get a third, a half, or, or a quarter. Why? That was the value. That was the, basically, you get compensated for as if you took a cow and made improvements. I mean, they, they, they would have this situation where, let's say you have a cow, right, worth $100. And, and not, not theft. Stam, you're a cow, uh, you're a cow herder, whatever. I'd give you the cow worth 100 you would make improvements. Now it's worth 150. The improvements could be pregnancy. The improvements could be strength. Whatever the improvements are. So it's my cow. So I would pay you a certain, there was a certain uh, percentage that you would get. You get 30%. You get a quarter of the improvements. You get half of the improvements. The machloikis is like this. Rav Yehuda holds that when the improvements happen by the Gazlin, the Gazlin gets all the improvements. And Rav Shivan says, no, you don't give the Gazlin all the improvements. You, tr- you treat the Gazlin as if he was like a paid worker that he gets half the improvements, or a third of the improvements, or a quarter of the improvements, depending on the city's, uh, the deal that people generally have. So that's the machleik. So the first version is they argue who gets the $30, either the original owner or the goslin. The second part is, no, everyone agrees the goslin gets something. Does he get all 30, or does he only get a half? That's the machleik. Okay. So the question is, when the animal is still pregnant, who, who does it go to? So the Gemara says, well, I'll prove it to you. Tanan, it says in the Mishnah, Gazel Parvin Asabra Etzlav Yolda, Rochavinita Etzlav, Gazaza, Mishalim, Kishasak Zela. We'll end with this. The Gemara says like this It said in the Mishnah, if you steal a cow, and then it, you steal a pregnant cow, and then it gives birth, the Gazlin makes the money. That implies that if it doesn't give birth, who gets the money? The original owner. Out of all the possibilities, the only one who says that is Rav Zvid according to Rav Yehuda. 
No one else holds that way. Like according to Rav Papa, both agree that if the cow did not give birth yet, the Gazan gets it. He either gets all of it or he gets half of it. That's the machlegis. But everyone agrees it doesn't go back to the original owner. What did our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah says the Gazan gets it if the animal gives birth. That implies that if the animal doesn't give birth, it goes back to the original owner. Rav Zvid could make it work. It could be according to Rav Yehuda. But according to Rav Papa, that doesn't work according to anybody. So the Gemara says, the implication of the mission is that it's dafka goes to the Gazan because the animal gave birth. But had it not given birth, it would go back to the original owner. According to Rev Zvid, according to Rev Zvid, that could be Rev Yehuda. But according to Rev Papa, everybody agrees it goes to the Gazan. Nobody says it goes to the original owner. So who is the author of this Mishnah? So the Gemara says, no. No, 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 no. Really, the halacha is the same, says Rav Papa. Whether the animal gave birth or not, it's to the Gazan. So why did the Mishnah say the animal gave birth? It could pick not giving birth. Just to keep the flow going. Don't deduce anything from the Mishnah. Tanya kavas de Rav Papa. The Brais agrees with Rav Papa. Rav Papa says, Rav Shimon Oimer, Rav Shimon the Rav Shimon says, we look at it as if the Goslin gets a third, a half, or a quarter. One last Gemara, then we'll stop. The Gemara says, Amrav Ashi, Here's the question. According to Rav Shimon, according to Rav Zvid, what did Rav Zvid say according to Rav Shimon? The an, a guy, you steal a cow worth $100, not pregnant. It becomes pregnant. The Goslin gets, the Goslin pays back $100, it returns the cow. He doesn't get all the $30, he gets a percentage. He gets half, he gets a third, he gets a quarter. Whatever the percentage is that you would pay a cattle herder for improvements, you pay the goslin. Here's the question. Does the goslin get a third, a half, or a quarter in cash? Or could he demand, I want a third of the calf? Meaning, sell the calf, I want the money. Or could you just say, here's money. Meaning, could you pay him off, or does he get the actual item itself? A third of the item itself. Maybe he says, you have to shecht it. I want a third. That's the question. So he's entitled to a third of the calf. Does that mean you could pay him off? Or no, he's actually entitled to a third of the meat. When you pay the gazlin, can you just pay him with money? Or perhaps he, 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 could, he could demand a share of the meat. The Gemara says, Pashta, Nehad, Amr of Nachman, Amr Shmuel. And we're going to answer from the teaching of Nachman, Amr Shmuel. What did Rav Nachman, Amr Shmuel say? Shloisha Shamle Mashabach. There are three people that you figure out the improvements, Umayla Naisabadam, and you pay them off. Ve'iluheim. These are the three cases that you pay them off with cash. Bechar Lepashut. This is very simple. What this is, we know that a firstborn son gets two thirds of the inheritance. Let's say you have Reuben and Shimon. Reuben is the Bechar. He gets two-thirds of the inheritance. But before they figured out the inheritance, before the lawyers can get together, Reuben and Shimon had been working together on the land. They put a lot of improvements into the land. All of a sudden, a year later, the Psaki is Reuben gets two-thirds. Now, Reuben is entitled to two-thirds of the land, but he's not entitled to two-thirds of the improvement. So that means that he gets two-thirds of the land, but he has to pay for some of the improvement. That payment he does in cash. He pays him off in cash. The brother is not entitled to actual fruits. He just pays him off. The second two cases, if a creditor has to pay off the debtor's improvement, like I said before, you know, let's say, um, let's say, um, I don't know, I, I sold you land 
and then you did improvements, and then someone comes and takes it from you because I owed them money. You, you get land back from me, and the improvements, I'll just pay you cash. You can't demand land for that. That's just cash. And the last one is Balchayvi Yisoyimim. Um, same thing. If an orphans if orphans improve land and then the, it's taken from them, they get paid for the improvements in cash. What do you see? All of these are paid off in cash. So too, back to our sugya, the third, the half, and the quarter that's being paid off is paid off in cash. Just to end with this, Mamish ends off with this. Um, you know, actually, we'll stop here. We'll pick it up some up tomorrow. Maybe I'll review the last point because we did it fairly quickly. All right, shkodesh.